to Tech Hour. With me, I have Rishi and Adi. Hi. Hi. So today, we're going to be talking about maybe one of our most favorite episodes, the EVs, or electric cars. Yeah, so this week, we're actually reviewing the Mach-E, the ID4, and the Tesla Model Y. So, yeah. Two really good cars. Exactly. A three. And then actually, three. this is yeah, this is more of a comparison and review. So this is actually going to be one of our, um, in my opinion, and I think this is a pretty good consensus. It's going to be one of our most well-prepared and I think most interesting episode yet. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's cue that to the start of the episode. start off with the Mach-E. This is a, a car from Mustang, which is owned by Ford. All right, so um, starting off with the pricing, the sticker price starts at $42,895, which is MSRP, right? So then it's eligible for the $7,500 uh, $7, tax credit, which um, I think uh, Biden was going to bring it back because not all of them not every car had the tax credit yeah so actually here's the story with that so basically all the new cars can all the new electric uh vehicles uh they can be eligible for the $7,500 tax credit but after a certain amount of time I think my thought was it was like three or four years that's that's, I think something like that all right it goes away so that you know, that, of course, increases, not increases, but, like, it takes out the discount, basically, on the car. So, for example, the Tesla Model 3, it came out with $7,500 tax credit. Personally, my family was able to take advantage of that, which was awesome. But then, um, technically, when Soham and Rishi bought their cars, uh, if there was no that much of a tax credit. But, it was, um, of course, the price of the vehicle came became yeah. lower, you know. It was exactly. five thousand. It was five thousand dollar tax credit, so it's a twenty five hundred dollar difference. But the they also for the later models of the Model Y, they dropped the price by three k. And the Model Three, well, since when we bought it, for right now it's probably dropped by like seven or eight thousand dollars, which is pretty insane. Exactly. So um, after taking out that um, seventy five hundred dollars of the tra- tax credit. The lowest price gets to $35,395, which is low, which is really, really low, which is I think is good, right? So now going on to the models, it, the Mustang Mach-E comes in five models. The Select, which is at $42,895. Premium, $47,000. The California Route 1, which is at $49,800. The First Edition, which is at $58,300. And the GT, which is at $60,500. So uh, all those prices, I guess, are self-explanatory, right? As you go up, uh, I mean, as each each um, model is more premium based on how higher the price gets. But there are a few different, there are a few weird things that happen with the speeds and range, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, right, so actually me... Actually, me and Soham, where we kind of did talk about occasionally about how when there's so many different uh, variants, when there's so many different variants, um, 
you know, you're not really, there's production is pretty terrible. So the production speeds. So, you know, that's of course that. And of course, Soham also understands that, uh, it is, oh, it, you know, is more expensive. Yeah, exactly. And so now here's one thing that everyone looks for in a car. It's, it's speed zero to 60, right? That's everyone looks for that. When we, our family was taking out the cars, my dad, he was looking for the Model Y. He um, looked at the zero to 60 speeds. He liked the Model 3 for the speed, but then um, the, then uh, he liked the Model, model Y for it. Yeah, the Model 3 is a little too small for like a family. Um, well, I guess Adi might disagree with that. That's his car. But. Yeah, so it's not too small. But I, in my opinion, yes, of course, the Model Y is going to be a better family car. It's way bigger. But yeah. it's not terrible. It's not like terrible. And also for Soham, it's better because he only has, he has a three-person family while me and Rishi have a four-person family. So it's a little better for you, Soham. Yeah. If well, you're going to Model yeah. 3, of course. Exactly. But I still like and, my Model Y. Yeah, and at the time, actually, when we, we bought our car in 2018, um, there was no Model Y, and Model Y wasn't even announced. So, you know, it, and at the time, the tax credit was about to go that year for $7,500. Uh, that was a federal tax credit. So you get you would also get um the state tax credit under that. So we just, you know, had to take advantage of that, and, you know, it's been great ever since, of course. Well, yeah, I suggest that we go back on topic. But, yeah. Um, for a 0 to 60 speeds, the select model, it's at 5.2 seconds, which um, I guess that's that's pretty good. That's really but, like, fast for a regular car, but it's just electric cars are faster, right? So, um, yeah, electric cars, like, they have the instant torque. They're just faster in general. Well, quicker, really, not faster, because yeah, actually gasoline, ga- gas cars can in- eventually increase fa- yeah. ha- higher speeds after a certain point. Faster than an electric car, but from the zero to six, maybe yeah. even zero to a hundred miles per hour. No, zero to like 80 miles per hour. That is where electric cars will always be a high perform, like the same kind of competitor in a gas car, of course. Yep. And then the premium model is at 4.8 seconds, which because it is, I guess, more premium, right? It gets uh, its seconds taken off. But then that you then that turns around because the California Route 1, which costs more than selected premium, goes to 6.1 seconds. So that's a little... Know. Like, what's know. this pricing? Like, it's slower than the selected premium. Like, most people get electric cars to feel that, like, speed. Yeah, but I feel I maybe, the, maybe the model was just different, right? Maybe they made one model... Um, luxury a little more luxurious you know i mean it's added weight reduces zero to 60 speeds of course exactly 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 so probably more loaded (laughs) yeah exactly with like some higher end materials and stuff like that yeah and then the first edition is the exact same as the premium which is 4.8 seconds right so maybe that's i mean i don't know what happened here but it's like it, the first edition is $11,000 more, but maybe like we said for the California Route 1, it could have just been adding on some weight, right? Then the GT is at 3.8 seconds. So that is faster than the Model Y. So. Not tr- well, actually, the Model Y performance is even faster. 
that, but the average model Y but is the average 4.8 model. seconds. The yeah, long the long range. range. Yeah, the long range model Y is 4.8 seconds, which is the same thing as the first edition and the premium. And I thought I makes, told you this, Abby. And it makes sense because the uh, performance model Y, I think it's around that price. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. They, that's why they're competitors, right? Same price, EV, cr- crossover, you know, small SUV. So that's why they're, you know, such uh, competitors, of course. Exactly. And then to the range, right? The select model is at 230 miles, which I think is absolutely bad because cars like, I keep comparing it to Tesla. I don't want to keep doing this. But now comparing this to Tesla, right? Their, uh, Their Model S, right? Their refreshed Model S, it's, um, it's highest plaid plus, right? It goes at over 520 miles. I mean, like, that's a bad comparison, but that's almost double the select model, right? So it's insane. And you'll see why I'm comparing that one because, like, the now going into the GT, I'm skipping over it three, I'll get back to them, but going back now, going to the GT, which is at $60,500, that's only at 250 miles. I mean, that's the most premium Mach-E that is being released. And it's at 250 miles, which is very disappointing. And the California Route 1, the one with the slowest 0 to 60 speed, actually has the highest range at 305 miles. The premium has it 300 miles. And the first edition has 270 miles. And remember, this is not exact range, right? It's up to this number. It's an EPA. So it can, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. So, but um, it can be lower. It can't be higher, but it can be lower. Okay, right? here I'm kind of comparing with the Model Y, but the uh, the California Route One. Uh, so that kind of compares with the Model Y with range. As it- yeah, but here's the thing, right? The Select model, which has 230 miles of range, for uh. Which I thought it was even lower than that, but I guess 230 miles, which is not terrible. Right? Here's the thing, though. I don't know why it is so low, because you always have to charge to, like, 70 to 80%, 70, 70% to 70 80% to keep the battery health good. So, um, you know, you always got to keep the battery health good. So that's why the range, like, a pro- that would be probably under, you know, two maybe like 210 miles, which is, in my opinion, extremely low. What do you think, Soham? Because I know, Soham, you're particularly passionate. Extremely low, especially, like, this car, the select model, is not made for the uh, northeastern, northwestern states, like Colorado, South Dakota, because, like, they can probably drop maybe to 150. Yeah, so actually, I just did a calculation. 70% of 230 is 161. I, I I have no... That's just terrible. 161 miles, that's 70% of um, 230, which is really low. And then also, you know, the weather conditions. But You should feel accomplished also, for doing some good math. But yeah, whatever you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but also, even other electric cars, right? Actually, like the Model Y, right? If you charge it, we, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just give a little bit of shade on the Model Y, but, um, no, on the Tesla, but, um, basically we always have to charge to 70%. That's all electric cars. But sometimes, you know, when you, 
the range doesn't like add up honestly sometimes like we did one road trip or you know of course COVID 19 happened you know we haven't done any road trips or vacations but uh, we did one road trip to pittsburgh pennsylvania and that is approximately five and a half hours away we did one supercharging well we were supposed to do one supercharging stop but then we so, all right so a longer story that i won't actually tell but um basically it was way it was we were supposed to technically have like maybe 100 miles of range but we only ended up with like 65 when we got to a supercharger stop which was a little scary. I mean, I'm not really, I do have a little bit of, you know, the term range anxiety, but um, it was a little lower. So, and it doesn't reach that because um, the best speeds technically for a car, uh, electric car is 75 miles per hour. But here's where the Porsche Taycan, which is not what we're comparing there with. It has a two, two gear um, tr- uh, motor. So the second gear is better for, uh, longer distance, while the first gear is better for acceleration. So that really improves the range. I mean, the range is, of course, low from the beginning, but it can pretty much reach that with minimal loss of, you know, the range. So, yeah. Yeah, after my long explainer, Rishi. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically what I wanted to say about, like, those specs, right? Those little tech specs, like the models 60 speeds and range right but now going to the actual consumer what the consumer would want would be the interior and exterior right so i'm going to talk about the interior and um so first they're comfortable and luxurious seats right so i guess that that's good because i mean that's self-explanatory right i mean like luxurious seats that's a luxurious seat so um yeah and that's that's pretty good because in some cars, like I think it was a Model S that I was in, the old Model S I sat in, that was not that I didn't really like the feel of it. Like the seats weren't my personal choice. But so yeah. And then there's an uncontrollable screen. And when I say un- un- uncontrollable, that means like it's just a screen there that displays stuff and you can't like press on it. Screen that's behind the steering wheel that just gives you like warnings and like the range of the car. That's really normal. Oh, actually, no. But here's the thing, though, right? In most cars, you're able to control that, not from a touchscreen, but from, like, the steering wheel control. So I don't know what Maki has. To continue, you know, there's a lot of storage in the armrests. And, um, I mean, not, yeah, in the armrests, there's some stuff. And then there's uh, some legroom and headroom, which is pretty nice. You know, um, but... There is a little bit of sloping on the back of, like, of, you know, it kind of slopes back in the car. But that's actually all of these car slopers that we're going to talk about right now. But I think the least sloping would be the ID4, which actually I'm covering, you know? So, Rishi? Yeah. Um. So, that's the screen, right? And then there's lots of storage in the front, like Adi said. And then it has a, quite a few designing materials in the front, like carbon, leather, and fabric. Right, so that that's kind of cool. Carbon? I've kind of never seen that on the interior of a car. Yeah, and then it has wireless charging in the front of the car. But then, like, based on the review on the Verge that I listened to, it gives you, like, warning signs every time your phone slips out of the charging pad. And so wireless charging is becoming a really big part of people, like, lives with phones, and right? And, like, all, lots of people 
rely on wireless charging. And like the Model Y has wireless charging. The Model S has wireless charging in the front and the back, right? Which is kind of cool. Also, the Model Y has uh, also wireless charging. The only one we have, I think now the new Model 3s do have the wireless charging. So next is the middle seat in the back. There's no transmission tunnel. All passengers have optimized space. Now going on to the exterior of the Mach-E. Um, so it has a long bonnet that has actually the room to fit a V8 engine, but they decided not to put that there. And instead it includes a frunk with a drain hole to put like white items such as like towel and like fragile items, which are holding liquid, right? So in case of a spill. I mean, you can that's put actually, anything up there. That's it's actually like pretty cool. That's pretty cool that there's like a drain for it. I've never kind of seen that anywhere really. Yeah, it is nice. That's it's like if you have food there too, right? Like I mean like drinks and stuff. So Or maybe goes, like when you go to the beach. It would be perfect for like beach towels that are wet and stuff. Exactly, yeah. So um then there's a charging port in the front of the car. So and it has a obviously it's because it's EV. Then it has a button that you hold to release the plug from the port if you have any problems when you buy that car. So there's actually no door handle on this car. And instead, it has a button that you press to let the car open, right? So all you have to do after you press the button, you have to slide your hand in and pull the, open the door. Well, right? that so, is, uh, that's actually to, sl- you slide your hand when you actually open the back door. The front door, it's like a little handle. Like you push the button and then there's like a small handle. Yeah, exactly. And um, just to continue, this is, um, of course... For electric cars, specifically for electric cars, you know, uh, because all the other electric cars don't have door handles. They're flush with the car. And you may be wondering why is it just specific to electric cars? And that's specifically for aero evidence here, aerodynamics, basically. We want it to be more, uh, we want it to be the most aerodynamic as possible so it can increase the range. Yeah. Because the lesser aerodynamic, yeah. right, it's pushing against the air, which is using more energy, which is, of course, compromising the range. Because range. that's, uh, because uh, that's also why Teslas, if you notice, they're flush. And uh, if you've seen any unveilings of like the Cybertruck and Roadster, you can see that the prototype models, there's no uh, rear view mirrors. Because that's yeah. because they want they, anything sticking out from the body uh, will cause with it the to get slow. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, so actually, Zoom, I want to ask you, what. Uh, out of maybe the electric cars, what door handles do you like the best? So I de- the Maki, uh, the door handles like it's a button. But what I do wish is the front door. It didn't have like the little piece of plastic or metal sticking out, like exactly. just like the that, back. No, like, I understand I like why it. though. Yeah, like I the back. Why. Like maybe like so. If you seen like any videos about the Maki, you'll know that the door there's like. When you push the button, this like kickstand like that like comes in and it pushes the frame of the car so the door pops out. So maybe I would like to see if they have like a longer one for the front so they don't even have to add anything to it. Oh, you're saying it to be that that would be a little expensive. But I, in my opinion, I kind of like the Model Three and Y door handles. Is it flush? It's just yeah, some same. people. Some people know, get but, confused with it. Yeah, yeah, confusing for people <laughs> in the beginning. All right. Um, 
you know, if I didn't yeah. watch so many Model 3 videos before we got our Model 3, then I <laughs> then I would be so confused. But, um, of course, I wasn't. <laughs> and then... Um, the Tesla doors are nice. I, I like how they... Yeah. You just press... You no, just but push actually, it a little like it, bit. I like it, yeah, I like it more than the Model 3 and Y. I like it more than the Model S and X one. Because, I don't know, I just kind of like how it's like kind of a little bit more... You know, it's kind of like one more goes civilian. in, one goes out. More civilian, if you put it. You know, the Model X, you push it and the door opens. The Model S, the door handle literally just comes out and then you pull it. Like that's Oh, yeah. That's like yeah. a normal car. But, like, the Model 3 and Y, it's just different in a way that I like it. Yeah, exactly. I know the Model S one. That's kind of weird sometimes, but, yeah. Then, so, you might be wondering, if you push that button, right, then can't the car just open, Right. But obviously, this is like the most obvious thing, right? There has to be a way to unlock and lock the car, right? So actually, there's like a pin that you can enter to unlock the car. So it's like on the side of the um, like window, like, you know, on the window, how yeah. the lining, right? Right there, there's like the pin. pin that's closer, on like, so. that's like on every Ford vehicle. There's like a keypad. But this one, this one I like, it's not physical buttons. It's like, I think like in the frame. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's like it's like a virtual thing. Like it's like a pad. You just press on that. It's like um, it's like let's say you have glass, right? But it's interactive glass. I guess that's how that's the best way I can say it, right? And like if you're having trouble with that, like if it's malfunctioning from the like putting the pin in on the glass part, you have the phone app, right? In which you can put the in which you can put the pin inside. So that's good. Well, actually, and also just to say, it's probably when the key is in range, you know, so. Yeah, kind of, kind of like Tesla. See, like, the keypad is only, is like, the keypad is the uh, key card of the Tesla, basically. Yeah. But, um, so that's, that wraps up the exterior. And so now let's move on to the software and the UI of the car, right? Um, so the Maki inside the car, uh, inside like on the screen, right? As many vehicles now are having bigger screens, right? So this is one thing that I find ugly. Like I, I just, I'm not very, I'm not a big fan of this. It's the, that physical volume and selector knob at the bottom of the vertical screen, right? It just built in right there. It like takes some of the space out of the screen, and what's annoying is that, and let's say you're trying to see how much screen area you have. Now you have to calculate how much that little knob takes up and then take that out. But yeah. whatever, right? They say 15.5, but still. What I don't like about the knob is they co- could have easily put it under the screen. Also, the knob is literally a donut. It's not even a knob. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what's that middle part? Is there, like, a button? In the, maybe like, a pause play button? Maybe that's a possibility. But that's, like, <laughs> but, that's just too much. You have to, like, aim. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let me just say, like... So, um, we can't become too lazy that we don't know how to aim our finger and put it pointed out. <laughs> yeah. No, but Still, let me like, tell you. If it was a normal knob, I'm fine with it, but it's a legit donut. No, well, I don't... No, here's the thing that I don't like about it, all right? Number one, right? Why you put it? Why would you put it in the middle of the screen to interrupt the UI and software? Number two, right? The I according to like some people that I watch their YouTube videos and stuff like that, who took a test drive, um, they say that the 
the materials that feel very cheap. All right. And number three, all right, it doesn't feel awesome. And then the number three is why I, my recommendation is put it uh, vertical instead of, I'm sorry, horizontal instead of vertical. Yes. Right? In my yes. opinion, I think that's better for, um, that's significantly better if you like, want to watch something in your car. I don't think Ford offers that. Like, but, um, you know, like Tesla, you have in, like, en- entertainment, like Netflix, YouTube. But, you know, if they bring that in a future software update, how are they going to, like, format that? It's going to be like a split screen thing. Or what would be cool, it's like an iPad. You can, like, change the orientation. Like, you can turn. Like, oh, it's, yeah. That's it's like, like, like an expensive mount. But, yeah. No, Not a literal like, iPad, no. though. Yeah. It would be like the Mac Pro, the uh, $1,000 Pro XDR display mount. Where, like, you push a <laughs> button and it spins. <laughs> oh yeah i remember that i don't uh, even know why it cost that much <laughs> yeah i know sometimes the pricing is just bad from apple but um anyway back to what our topic was on software and ui for the mach e so there are many apps that are shown on that home screen ranging from phone navigation android auto so that's basic right that's you actually have... it's pretty cool because tesla does not have carplay or android auto yeah, that's he does exactly. That's that's one thing that I that is like, where Tesla, uh, that's is where lacking. Tesla, in my opinion, falling behind. You know, I feel like they should have put it in there, you know. But See, Elon Musk can easily just push out a software update, that's yeah, exactly. True. You just gotta he, make the deal, just gotta make the deal, you know. That's that's what he's best at. I'm just so, waiting in Tesla's to see the um heated steering wheel, that will be. That would be good. It's actually already out in the newer Model Ys. Really? He did yeah. steering wheel. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, not in the not. I'm saying like not in the one. Not right now. Oh, right? like the software for it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, and then um, then there's this feature called dynamic parking, which let you see char- which lets you see uh chargers that are near your current location, right? So that's that's that. I guess you would say, right? And yeah. then a su- then there's a suggestion feature that allows like that allows the car to like guess what app you're gonna open next, right? So that's actually kind of cool, right? It's like it uses like what it like sees which apps you've opened before, right? And then it's gonna um, open it based on your experiences in the past, right? Like keep it in the suggestions list, and then. Now this is the cool thing. I would I don't know why it's in the software and UI section why I put it there, but anyway, there are three driving modes. Okay, there is engage, which is like the regular, I guess you would say. Then the whisper, which is like a smooth and quiet ride, and un- unbridled. Just I like that word, unbridled, which is like a sports mode. It's in- just like the Tesla Comfort Standard and uh, Sport. You can change it- the. Yeah, exactly. But in like Europe, they call it untamed, which I think that's a better wording of sports mode because they would let you <laughs> let you rip your car and go fast, right? So I like that, right? And then then there's so many different ways to assist the driver like using the UI, right? So if you're confused with something, you can always just go to controls, driver's assistance, and then it keeps you scrolling. There's so many different options to choose from there. And that wraps up our my mock e section, and let's make that segue to the Volkswagen ID. Four. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm gonna take this off the course. So stay tuned.
we go to the Volkswagen ID4, which actually was a car that I was like, okay about in the beginning. But now it's starting to really, it's really been growing on me. I think that it's actually not terrible. And yeah, I don't think it's that bad actually. And it has a reasonable price. And yeah, so now we start with the reason for the making, right? Why did Volkswagen come so early to the game for electric cars? All right, technically not early, early. Tesla was early. Well, but, um, well no, I wouldn't say that. early compared to the other cars. I say that I think they're coming perfect timing because electric vehicles are starting to boom now, right? So I, there's no timing. Exactly. So, yeah. But um, yeah, no, this is why they developed the car so early and re- unveiled the car so early, right? It's because there was a scandal for Volkswagen, Volkswagen, Volkswagen <laughs> because they didn't release their numbers for their emissions for diesel cars. And they got in trouble with the government. So, you know, they, they said, you know what, we're going to invest um, billions of dollars to elect- their electric car research, uh, research and their electric lineup. So, yeah, that was did, five years, since five years ago, they've been doing it. Did Volkswagen ever have an electric vehicle? Not really, no, actually. So, not really. So this yeah, was the first. Nice. This was the first for Volkswagen. Oh, actually, no, actually, not. they had an ID three, but they all right. They had the ID three, which they've been selling in Europe. They've not been selling in the United States. But yeah, so that's um that. And now we go on to the price of the ID four. So they start. Uh, the ID four starts at thirty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. And it's eligible for the $7,500 tax credit, which reduces the price by a lot. And Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, of course, uh, he may bring back the tax credit for all electric cars. So basically, the Volkswagen is eligible because it's a newer car. I think that just we, came out. We mentioned that in the mach section about... Of course, of course, of course. And then now we're going to the variants of the ID4. So it has... Uh, the ID4 Pro S, and the then the ID4 First Edition. So the Pro, the Pro S starts. The Pro starts at thirty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. As they said for the starting MSRP, which is just under, which is forty thousand dollars. So that's a, kind of like the not a bad price for an electric car. It's pretty awesome, and it's available in um, mid twenty twenty one. So of course, you know, it's coming up. And the First well, Edition price at yeah. The price is uh, pretty close to the Mach-E's price, and it's a little bit below the Tesla's price because Tesla is a little bit more pricier. Actually, that's actually not true. The standard range plus Model Three comes at thirty six hundred. Well, yeah, well, that's not well, really that's, a competitor. You know? That's that's for that's for um one specific Tesla, but I'm talking about like some other Teslas, right? Well, yeah, yeah no, no, I mean, no, the competitor is really the Model Y, right? So exactly. Cheaper, but um, yeah, but it's all on um, quality, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as I said, the first edition starts at $43,995, so that's like more in line with the uh long range model Y. So, yeah, and then we go on to the well, the price is not bad for it, so let me just say that it's not terrible, it's pretty good actually. 
it's it's really, really good. good. It's really good. Also saying that they also you get seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's why the price is uh, so low. And now we go to the range of the ID four. So it has uh, both models, the Pro and the um, First Edition, both have two hundred fifty miles of range, which is relatively pretty good. And um, but it's I would say that's a little low compared to um. Uh, it's higher than the average, like the same, close to the same price of uh, the Maki, right, Rishi? Like, uh, yeah. Well, I see, I say that the Maki, some of the models have like extremely bad range, but then the other ones have pretty good range. Because yeah. like the California Route One, I'm pretty sure that's the one that has like 305 miles of range. Yeah, and like premium model has 300 miles but then look there, then there's a select model that one's at 230 but see that's like i i think that's okay because all the other ones are above 250 but well, still in the end that's still a bad range yeah exactly that's what i'm gonna say and but so home what do you think about this range 250 miles i know you're particularly Two, passionate yeah. on range so. so 250 that's like like where all cars come in if you Makes sense. So, like, all electric vehicles, they try to make their cars at 250 or more. That's what I've been seeing with electric vehicles. Like, for the price, 250 is, like, okay. I would, like, to maybe if it was just have, like, 20 more miles or something, that would be good. See, this is a good discussion. I think that's good. But yeah, no, but actually, I want to say, I want to say that, um, I, in my opinion, it's kind of low because it's literally, like... It, it's literally 80 miles, well, technically like seven, seven, 76 miles less than yeah. 76 miles less than um, the Model Y. So, but I don't, I don't really think, I think that's okay because this is their first crossover. You know, this is, their, this is basically their second year, basically, of making EVs. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we move, uh, oh, then I want to talk about actually the charging stuff. So this has 17, thousand chargers worldwide but here's the problem with the chargers right um so here's the problem with the chargers i'm going to say the advantages of a different charger <laughs> so the problem with the charger is that there's no kind of the company that makes these chargers is um first of all i think Volkswagen owns electrify america but they're a lot of them are broken down like a lot of them are broken but no one really comes to fix them which is the problem but um I want to say that uh, Electrify America is not specific to Volkswagen, but in Volkswagen, they have the best like kind of in-car software to find a charger experience compared to actually the Mach-E it's and level, the other electric cars. Is it DC fast level two charging? Uh, it's going to be level three, actually. Um, oh. Yeah, Tesla Supercharger, the level three. Yeah, level I know. Two is actually, yeah, I know level two is actually, actually, so just for the people who don't know what level one, two, and three is, Level one is basically your standard, standard yeah. one hundred twenty volt outlet that gives yeah. you two miles per hour in a charge. So that's not obviously not suitable for anything. But <laughs> like, if you're just like, if you don't own a place and uh, you don't really go on long road trips, basically, and like you just need the car to charge overnight, the two miles an hour, and when you're not in the car, it actually goes to four miles. Uh, so that's actually a lot of yeah, range. Depends. It's like three to four miles. Yeah, that's a lot of range overnight. So for some people, uh, like, night might not be that big of a problem. 
Yeah, okay, okay. But then there's level two, which is actually what what me and potentially, you know, of course, maybe Soham soon, right? Right now, Soham uses supercharging, but potentially Soham soon. We, uh, we use a, basically, it's like one step above a dryer plug, so it brings in a lot more power, and the charging is, well, so it's all 32 amps, I think, and the charging is at, um, 30, around 30 to 32 miles per hour, which is, you know, really incredibly good. And yeah. then there is what actually reach, this is also considered level two. This is what Rishi has. All right. A Tesla destination, uh, Tesla wall charger. Yeah. That's um, yes. yep. So yeah, right. The that That is 45 miles per hour. Because it's yep. like a 48 amps, I think. I don't know, but it's 45 miles yeah. per hour. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. No, it's a little yeah. expensive. I think, uh, Rishi, I think your uh, your dad got a deal or something, so it was worth it at the end for Rishi. But no, but then again, to put a two forty wall outlet, I've heard some people have been paying a thousand dollars for it. Well, people have been getting the Tesla ones for just five hundred dollars. Well, actually, yeah. So here's the thing, though, right? Getting the um, getting getting the the really expensive the outlet for what we have, right? That is a thirty two amp. Basically, just a step above the dryer outlet. That the materials are probably like thirty five dollars, right? And maybe installation is what um, is the actual price. But uh, personally, uh, my dad's an electrician. Uh, well, that's what he sometimes does. Uh, so, well, he knows a lot about like electricity and stuff like that. So he was able to install it by himself, and I don't. I think most people are able to do it if they feel comfortable. If they know about electricity and stuff. They, you know, are comfortable doing it. So for us, even, it was a little yeah. bit different because we had to like go through the wall a bit. I think that's what we had to do. Like, you had to drill through the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was a bit harder for us. So that so we couldn't do it by ourselves in that case. Like we needed a bit of help, but yeah. Yeah, even even like my dad is an electrical engineer, but um, they can't really like that would be a little. I think that's a little different. But yeah, <laughs> going back, um. Yeah, so also, actually, I want to say one last thing for charging, all right? Level three is the DC fast charging. So, so like, so Soham uses um, a supercharger. So that is, um, you know, supercharger. It's very fast speed. It's like 500 miles per hour or something, which is insane. And actually, just, well, actually, when we were, we just learned something. That yeah. when you put the directions to a supercharger, it actually, like, preconditions the yeah, battery. Yeah, so then... Exactly. One time my dad, like, I didn't go, but he said, I think it, he said it got almost close to 600 miles an hour. Yeah, because it increases, increases charging speeds by 25%, because it doesn't have to heat, doesn't have to heat up the battery. That's called, um, on route battery warm up, I think. That's how they, that's how they make V3 so fast, right? Because without the on, the on route battery warm up, V3 wouldn't be reaching that insane speeds. But with that, Virgin 3 supercharging can reach 1,000 miles per hour. So that's in five minutes, you can get 75 miles in your battery, which is literally insane. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, going back to, um, going back to the ID4, uh, I want to continue with the IQ drive. So it's a semi, it's, it's just basically a uh, self driving feature. Uh, well, kind of self-driving. There's really safety features at this point. Um, basically, not 
it's just lane departure assist, so not just lane departure warning. So like it'll actually turn you back into the lane, which actually the Tesla has. Does the Maki have that? I don't really know, but um, yeah. And then it has, of course, the emergency braking systems, which are pretty standard in all cars. But it has adaptive cruise control. So what does that mean? Basically, it's basically obstacle aware cruise control, where if there's a car in front of you going slower, it can slow down the speed of the car. It's not as a regular cruise control where it just goes straight at 80 miles per hour or whatever, you know? And then then we go to uh, the blind spot warning, which is pretty much standard in any car at this point. Then there is the rear traffic alert, which is also very uh, standard. And then there's something called travel assist, which can steer, accelerate, and keep you in the lane. This is a hands-on system, so like a Tesla autopilot, where um, it can like basically drive the semi autonomously drive the car. So, of course, it needs your full attention and everything. So, yeah. Then we go to the interior, which is actually uh, where Tesla doesn't. I mean, no, sorry, this is where a Volkswagen doesn't fall behind that much, all right? And it is it has a 12-inch touchscreen, which is technically significantly smaller than um, the Tesla and the Mach-E, because the, the Mach-E starts with the biggest, all right, at 15.5 inches, right, Richie? Yes. And then the Tesla, of course, uh, starts at 15 inches. Yep. But and is the, the uh is the screen vertical or horizontal? I believe it's horizontal, but it's more built into built into yeah. the to the dashboard. So it's like the it's new it, nice. it's like the new seventeen inch refreshed screen for the Tesla Model S. Well, yeah. for the Mach E, it's um it's it's vertical. So I yeah, feel exactly. like that's like the worst layout, especially since you have like that big knob in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and then we go to the. ID4, which has a 12-inch touchscreen. So, you know, 12 inches. So it's not it's not terrible. It's actually bigger than uh, most Volkswagens and most, like, cars right now. But it's relatively small compared to like, the new generation of cars. So um, what do you think? I know that you have a Volkswagen also, and that is probably, like, a 8-inch touchscreen. So what do you think about this 12-inch touchscreen and, and being smaller than your Model Y? So, oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh... I kind of have gotten used to it because, like, before we had that car before our Model Y, so that's what I always thought. Every car just had like that normal, like eight to seven to eight inch screen. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what's so funny? Your Volkswagen and your Tesla Model Y. The screen, the size of the screen is just the difference is it's so basically big. double. Basically, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Literally almost double. And um, then we move on to something uh, called wireless CarPlay, which I'm sure everyone is familiar with. So here is what gets me a little annoyed. Tesla, all right? One of the most advanced technological companies for cars, for cars specifically. <laughs> they have a great, um, you know, software and UI for their screen. Right for the uh, but they just don't have Apple CarPlay, so that is a little upsetting because that would just top it off so well. First of all, Tesla's uh, UI is so great, but just I'm saying like it would be so awesome if they still had it, you know, if they had it. 
Um, so, um, at least quick Wolfgang thing, it, quick thing. Uh, Tesla also does not have AM radio. They only have FM. Yeah, that got me sad. You know why? Because in like in my in my other car that I had, right? We all have this into uh, news station. Uh, that's in, my favorite uh, thing. New Jersey 880. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of one thing that we used to do too. Like if we ever went in the morning, there would always be that radio going on. But yeah, but the Tesla also has ABC News, which is actually what we listen to. Was well, a replay of like all the segments of ABC News in the hour. Um, Since we got our Tesla, I don't Tesla. remember using the radio too much. We normally just like play music or something. I don't know, but yeah. But we don't listen to the radio too much in the car, so it doesn't really make a difference for us in our Tesla. But yeah. but that's also Tesla also has streaming, which will yeah exactly or yeah or you can use TuneIn or you know stuff like that. Well, then I suggest we go, that we, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I suggest we go back to the topic, but. <laughs> yeah, then we go to, um, this is like basically the remote access, which is what, um, right, for the past few years, Tesla's been known for, you can access the car from your phone, so you can lock, unlock, you know, climb it, open the trunk, trunk, I mean, front trunk, if it, I don't think the Volkswagen has it, though, but, um, and stuff like that. So, and you can see the charging speeds and all those kind of stats. And you can see it from the phone, which is pretty awesome. And there's a Wi-Fi hotspot in the car. I think you have to pay for that. Most likely you don't have to pay like $10 a month or whatever. It's a little expensive, but you know, if maybe you road trip a lot, maybe it's a good thing to, you know, pay the subscription. Then you go to, um, then I go to the, Light bar, which is actually, I'm thinking this is really cool, right? Basically, where the windshield meets the dashboard, there is like a light, a curved light bar. So in Tesla, there's an entire speaker there, which that's why Tesla, the sound system sounds so great. But over there, they replaced it with like a, a light strip. So that's like, you can see how much it kind of shows information on the car. Like, it doesn't show like actual like, uh, like numbers and stuff, but like it's a light strip. So like, like you can see like how much charger, how, but charger car is, and that's like, cool. That's cool. When you mean cool, actually, when, it's really cool. When you say light bar, do you mean by like, um, like does it, like does it show how much when it's when you're saying like how much uh, battery it has left? Like it would be like let's say you have seventy five percent, so it'd be three fourths of the way, right? That's what you mean. Or would I it just be like that a, is how it is? I think that. Or would you? you know, I think or that's is how it, it is? Because I, when you said light bar, I thought like you meant like they're in our. We had a Mercedes before the Tesla and. It was on a lease, so. But anyway, we had a light, like light going around the entire car. So I didn't oh, know. Oh, that was somewhere. That was the luxurious. That's where all these cars can't beat the interior of Mercedes. You know. Yeah, I feel like it. I, I, you, you, Adi, you told me that I would find the interior of a Tesla disappointing after yeah. Mercedes, but I actually liked it a lot. Simplistic, so yeah, very simplistic. Exactly. I thought I didn't find it like any any problems with it and the technology that the tesla uses with their um like with their screen and stuff everything on there it's so much better than like the mach e for example um and well, in yeah mercedes yeah all of that like i just find it way more like modern so that's cool yeah and then we go to uh the heated steering wheel which is something that 
in my opinion, all cars should have $40,000. But for now, the, the Tesla doesn't have it, which is a little upsetting, but I think they recently added it. So yeah, so someone did mention that the newer model Ys do have um, heated steering wheels, but so yeah. And then we go to the last thing, which is, of course, in all electric cars, pretty much, besides the Polestar 2, which is another electric car, there's no transmission tunnel because uh, of no engine, right? So that really helps with legroom, which is really nice, all right? And that's, you know, it's nice and flat to the back seats. But here's why the Polestar 2, which electric car has it. They basically wanted to increase... They, they wanted to increase... um. I don't know, they wanted to increase some kind of dimension. So where the transmission tunnel would normally be, they inserted ex- they inserted extra batteries into there to increase oh, range. That's, that's, that's cool. cool. That's good. Yeah, it's a smart, but I don't... Yeah, yes, actually, I like how they increase the range a little bit. But it's... Yeah, so basically that's... A, uh, Polestar is a company owned uh, by well, Volvo. So Adi, I think some that's future news. I think that this transmission tunnel not being there i know i mentioned in the maki but i feel like that now it's becoming a common thing like many of the newer cars are just getting rid of electric cars really uh i i mean we have we like our um my grandparents car like my grandparents in houston they have a uh, car like so their car there it's not electric and they um they don't have a transmission tunnel, so I mean, it's not like all cars have a transmission tunnel if they're not EV. But you know what well, I'm saying? I'm I mean, just saying it's getting more in modern. Like it's more common to not have a transmission. It's tunnel getting more now. smaller. Is really you know that's in the biggest EVs. It's getting smaller, which is nice. And now we move on to the first edition interior, which is, um, you know, a higher end version of the regular interior. Basically, this is on top of what I just said. So there's first, there is first edition badging, which is really nice, and then white interior accents, which are a pretty nice add-on. And then it has a black painted roof. So um, basically, it's not like uh, the other cars; it's an entire panoramic roof, but it has a sunroof kind of like a normal car, right? And instead of being painted the same color as Instead of being painted the same color as, you know, the car, as a specific black color roof, which is, I guess, pretty nice. Then has 20-inch alloy wheels, which are pretty nice, not nice and vague. I think they look pretty good. And then this is what actually I thought was pretty, pretty awesome. All right. It has a premium LED. It has an LED projector for the headlights and a... Uh, illuminated grill and the logo. And then also it can project stuff on the ground, which is really nice. And then this is, this is of course with the first edition. It has the panoramic roofs that, um, doesn't open, but it's just a section, you know? So yeah, that concludes the ID4. And overall, actually, I'm really sure you like the ID4. It's just the range, but I think that that's okay. They can improve that, you know? Over yeah, this is time. a cool car. I think exactly, and I think car. that the price is pretty awesome, and you know it's really grown on me. So that concludes the ID four, and we will be back with Soham for the Tesla Model Y, which is right now 
the well, it's actually a really good car also. We and I think we've it. been we've been talking about Tesla a lot throughout this episode anyway. Because but yeah. Yeah. It's a big comparison for EVs. Big that one big competitor. But yeah, see you guys in the Tesla section. Okay, so now let's go to the price of the Model Y. So the long range uh, Model Y comes at $44,690 and the performance comes at $56,690. So not so Tesla just recently, like in December, uh like 13th, they were not eligible for the tax credit. So in replace of that, so Tesla actually lowered the prices on their website to come in for that tax credit. And so Adi? Yes, I want to say this, all right? So this is why the purchase, so we had the Model 3 from 2018, all right? The price was high at the time. This is why, um, this is why the price got lowered so much, all right? We were eligible. We got the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, so we pay, we start. So we pay like forty nine or fifty thousand dollars in um yeah fifty thousand dollars for the car, and then we got seventy five hundred dollars off, right? But um you know after the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit wasn't eligible, they dropped the price of the car by so much. All right, so now. The Model 3 is just um, a lot cheaper than it was. And we got the rear-wheel drive um, with the, with one motor, and that was more expensive than right now the dual-motor car. You know, you see the dual-motor starts at 46000 At the time, it was like fifty-four or something, fifty-two. So, you know, that was just how... That, that was um, the rebate. Uh, Soham? Yes. So, before the... So, the Model Y has two models, the long range and performance. But, the Tesla, when they announced it on their unveil, they had four models. Long range, all-wheel drive, performance, uh, long range, rear-wheel drive, and standard range. So... The long range, uh, rear wheel drive that has completely been, uh, canceled. So it's not even going to be made. And then just recently, the standard range comes off the website. And so you can still get the car, but you have to call Tesla. But that's very inconvenient. Okay. Why Tesla did you get rid of? Why did you get rid of the all wheel drive? That would have been awesome. No, they got really? rid of the long range. The, the long range, range rear-wheel drive. drive. That is actually my favorite model, right? Because we have a long range rear-wheel drive um, model model uh, 3, all right? If you can just lower, if the price is lower for the long range rear-wheel drive than compared to the dual motor long range, right? Then it would be so much better because honestly, yes, it does snow in New Jersey. But it's like two times a year, right? And if you have another car that, you know, performs well in the snow... Then, in my opinion, I know someone's uh, shaking. I head. really do not like rear wheel drive at I, all. Okay, well, you know, I like how the price though, but 
Yeah. The price may be cheaper, but you just can't go with that car. Well, yeah, so this is the debate that we would actually... This is this is why this episode is actually a little bit more entertaining, because this is our debate, you know? We uh, and Soham have a little bit of a debate, you know, on our different stance. So that's why... I'm not part of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so back to Soham. So now let's go to everyone's favorite comparison, the 0 to 60 speed. So the long range has a 4.8 uh, second 0 to 60. That's like really fast. It's uh, not as fast as like Model 3, but the Model Y is more of a family car, not as a, uh, not as just like a sports car. And then the performance comes at 3.5, uh, 0 to 60. Uh, so for the long range, you can actually get a acceleration boost package for an extra $1,500. And that will make 4.8, 4.2 seconds. And I don't know about the standard range, the 0 to 60s. So, Adi, you seem like you want to talk. Yeah, so I don't... I don't think it, there's an acceleration boost. I don't remember there being one. Oh, Wait. I think there is, actually. I don't... Well, right now on the website, it didn't show it, but um, maybe they had it. I think they might have had it at one point, you know? Yeah, see, if I go to my Tesla app, it shows uh, eligible acceleration boost, $2,000. What? Improves, really? Imp- yeah, improves the time from 4.8 to 4.2. No that's... That, maybe... Yeah. maybe Wow, okay. So that's actually cool. I never... So that's actually off-menu, basically. So that's actually cool. You know, directly from the app, it's a software thing, actually. So That's after you get your car. You can't get it at the time of purchase. Exactly. But it's a software thing, though. So you can just unlock it. Like, the car already has it. Tesla just needs to unlock it for you. So the next thing we have is range. The range for the long range, obviously, is going to be more than the performance. The long range is 326 miles, which is a lot compared to the Mach-E and ID4. And the performance has a range of 303 miles. Uh, so at the supercharger, you can get up to 500 miles an hour at the first uh, time that you charge, like during the beginning. Because as your car charges more, the slower speeds it gets. And Adi? Yeah, so actually, this is the Reversion 3 Supercharging, right? It was announced in late 2019, um, but it's actually being made. They've been delivering, right? So actually, I don't know if we wrote this down, but Tesla actually has a supercharging factory in New York. It's a very small, but no one talks about it, factory, all right? They make, all right, they, they're going to make 10,000 superchargers a year. Version that's, 3 now. That's a lot. And they, also, already, they already have 20,000. They already have 20,000, right? Yeah. So they're going to make 10,000 a year from this factory. Also, the... Um, That's an achievement. Yeah. And uh, the Shanghai factory. Uh, uh, so that, I think, recently, maybe a few months ago, was approved to make superchargers. Yeah. And they're saying now that factory can make up to 20,000 a year. What? Really? Yeah. And then also, of course, you know, all the other factories, like, technically... Fremont, I think, makes it, and then I think Giga Nevada. Also, Tesla's opening another another uh, factory called Giga Texas, yeah. and they're opening one called Giga, Giga Berlin. Berlin. Now Tesla's just booming now at this point. The Cybertruck's going to be made in Giga, uh, Giga Texas. 
Yeah. So. Oh, Giga stands for Giga Factory. Yes. Right, it's a huge factory. <laughs> and, but I, I want to actually go back to um, the version 3 before we talk about um, charging speeds. Version 3, it actually can charge 250 kilowatts, which is actually, um, can charge at a peak charging rate of 1,000 miles per hour. So that's, you know, pretty insane. Of course, it, it reduces after that, right? Yeah. Um, because the battery can't just go full speed to the top. It's like pouring a glass of water. You all slow down before you get to the top. So that's how it kind of is, you know. So then, um, so there's actually a lot of superchargers. In the United States alone, there's 12,000 superchargers. And then worldwide, there's $16,000. I had 16,000 superchargers. It's actually 19,000. So it, it, oh. that's how fast it's growing. You see? I literally wrote this down like... A week ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess there's always different sources and stuff like that. But. And again, in 2021 or 2022, the Shanghai factory will now produce 20,000 superchargers a year. Yeah, it's going to take a while to reach those high numbers, but yeah. Because yeah. it, like, only a few months ago, uh, that factory was approved. So now... Uh, we're supercharging, and also... Yes. um. They're going to be version 3. That's my last thing to say. <laughs> yes. Next, let's talk about autopilot. All Teslas come standard with the basic autopilot feature. So, in this autopilot, the car can steer itself in one lane, and in emergencies, it will go in other lanes. You could upgrade to a beta FSD package for 10k, but I don't recommend it right now. If you're buying it for the features it has right now, it's overpriced. But if you buy it for what, for the future, it's way underpriced. Now let's go to the interior. In the interior, it's very simplistic. There's almost no knobs or nothing. So when you get into the driver's seat, there's only a steering wheel and a touchscreen. The touchscreen is 15 inches and has one of the best UI and over-the-air software updates. One long vent on the dashboard, which is completely controlled on the screen, is there. There's no screen behind the steering wheel, so one-third of the screen is used for a basic driving like uh, display. There is a $3,000 option for a seven-seater. However, the third row is very small. There's a fully glass roof, which is very nice and safe. This is not a sunroof that opens. All five seats, when you get the five-seat option, are heated. Even that tiny little seat. The middle seat does come down for an armrest and a cup holder if no one's sitting there. It is an extremely spacious interior because there's no engine, so they can reduce the space where it's supposed to be and increase cabin space. You can fold each back seat independently that can recline a little, that can fold with a latch in the trunk. They have the premium audio with 14 speakers, one subwoofer, two amps, which makes the sound system so good. Next, we have the interior. So, the interior is similar to the Model 3, except the Model Y has higher ground clearance. So, in the basic option, when you're configuring a Tesla Model Y, you get a 19-inch Gemini wheels, which is included, or if for the long range, but you can also 
uh, for the long range uh, purchase for I think fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, 20 inch induction wheels. They're a completely blacked out wheel, which I personally like. And for the performance model, there's only one wheel you can get. 21 inch Uber turbine wheels. They're kind of like the induction wheels, just, like, I guess they probably have more like aerodynamics. Then there also is a $1,000 option for a tow hitch. But at first, when you would actually order a car when it first came out last March in 2020, there was no option when you wanted to pre-order it. And what most of all, what people like to buy the Tesla, Tesla, any Tesla car, five-star safety rating. It said the Model Y, I mean the Model X, for the rollover test, they could not flip it over at all. Because of that low center of gravity that all Tesla's cars have because of that battery pack all the way at the bottom. But all Tesla cars are very heavy. So that is the Model Y and its features. Tech Hour is produced by... Well, mainly Rishi, but also me and so, huh? <laughs> and then we record it through Zencaster. We use Anchor as our hosting platform. And we use editing in GarageBand, which is, of course, very nice. And I want to thank my sister for making uh, the old logo. And then I want to thank Rishi and Soham, actually not me, uh, for revising that logo to make it uh, a little new. So, of course, if you see a new logo, you know, it's, of course, the same podcast. And I hope you like our new updated logo. And... Uh, Of course, thank you, the listener, and we will be here next week.